Testing one, two, three. Kia ora. Noia Kelsey. Kia ora. What's up? The roof, <laughs> my col- my blood pressure. Not my cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the end. Of season, of season one. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, we made it. We actually did. We How are you did. feeling? Um, right now I'm feeling good. Um, I feel like my body's telling me some things as well, but mm. I'm, I'm overall feeling good. Yeah. Feeling a little bit like I'm going to have to process this moment later. Yeah, same. I'm feeling about the same. It's just like I, in what we determined like August, right? We started mm. this project. I just like, if <laughs> I was telling someone the other day, if I had have known then, what I know now about the amount of mahi that went, in, went into it, I probably wouldn't have done it. Oh, same. So to actually be at the end now is crazy. And I was actually thinking about this as well last night, was just the fact that, and I think I already told you yesterday, this is the most alive I've ever felt in a long mm. time, especially given that our friendship's been, what, like four years, five years deep. Mm-hmm. I feel like within the fi- last five years, this is something that I can really be proud to say that, you know, I'm putting my name to it. I'm putting yeah, same. my intelligence or my, my, my skills to it as well mm-hmm. and refining them all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just so, I think, yeah, it's like my mind is wanting to say something really profound, mm. but I know that that's not going to suffice the fact that I just really need to acknowledge just the now. Like, yeah. It's a lot, right? Mm. How like is that an overwhelming feeling for you as well? Yeah, of sorts. Yeah. I don't like to um to use those type of language, but I think that that could be appropriate at this point mm. in time. Yeah. Um what about you? I it it feels like the end of a season, like <laughs> obviously. But like <laughs> we've been working on this for so long now that it's kind of unbelievable that it's coming to the end of the first season Mm. and obviously not the end of the podcast but like the end of this first go and I'm just yeah I don't think it's quite hit me just yet I think at the the rap event it's gonna because that that is the end like Mm. all the episodes are out like even these ones are out their report is out and available to the community. There's nothing more for us to do for season one at that point. Mm. We've celebrated all of our guests and our sharers and all of the community that has offered you and I to be able to do this as well. Oh, so many people. You know, like that event that night, I think it's going it, to, like that is the end really. mm and the new beginning. So the end yeah. and the new beginning. And I feel like a little bit of me is like on the flip side to that is that these conversations are there to access any time. So just mm. because it's the end of the season for us, yeah, it doesn't mean that we won't even tap into those intelligence whenever we need it as well. Oh, for, yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's always going to be there. And I think that's something that I'm comforted with. But yeah, I definitely feel exactly what you're saying before. Mm. And I'm looking forward to like the, the completion of this first iteration of the podcast mm, mm. to to have it as a completed body of work because we've been in the motion of creating it for a long time now like almost a year yeah and 
well, not really, but almost, um, for it to be a finished product and say, hey, we've we've completed a season of this thing. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's just like it feels nice to just kind of like wrap it up and sit it over there and say, that was that. And I know we're going to talk about it later, but like, what did we learn? What are we going to do differently next time? Mm-hmm. And move into the next stage of this creation. And I think this is, you know, because when you look at knowledge production or anything like that, mm. or just um, creating any type of, um, you know, belief system or ideology, I feel like this is something that I've never imagined that I could do myself. Mm. And this is probably the first time I ever walked in my own skill set as mm. well as being re- stretched. Yeah. In every way, shape, or form, because I feel like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's been such an amazing journey. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to what I was talking about before: is if I had known what this looked like, go there, like the mahi side of it, not the talking to people. That's what that's the funnest part, best part. Amazing, and I'm I'm really grateful that people felt like they could share with us on that, and in a public domain as well. Mm. But if I had have known the amount of mahi that went into it. Like I said, I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we would have psyched ourselves out based mm-hmm. on our old thinking. Yeah, and I think that's that's the one of one of the gems that's come out of um, this whole journey and this whole process of rediscovering and discovering new things. Mm-hmm. Is that my mindset now and my worldview now compared to what it was before? And that's like what less than six months or seven months? Was it more than that? Eight. Eight months. So, yeah, that is, wow, that's already ha- over like half a year. Almost a pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. At March, end of Ninth. March, it's probably going to be a <laughs> pregnancy. <laughs> Here's our baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> my, my brain went real weird then. <laughs> but, okay, move on. <laughs> All right, so what has changed between the start and now for you? A lot, to Mm. be honest. Mm. I think I started this project as a way to kind of, and this is is probably going to sound really selfish, and I'm aware of this, and I don't think that it will overshadow or whatever to you know, the mahi that we have put in, but I think that I use this project as a way to escape my life. Because when we started, I was probably a month or two um, out of my relationship ending. And I wasn't ready to deal with it. And so I just, like, overcommitted myself to, like, full-time mahi. Mm. Starting this podcast, I took on a graduate program at the university and did two papers last semester, all while also trying to, you know, grow and expand my photography business. And it was a lot, and it came back and it kicked me in the ass, like hard out. Do you want to just explain that? What does what does hard out actually look like? Like, I couldn't do anything for six weeks, at least. So mid-November till the start of January, um, I was just, I was essentially stuck at home. I couldn't really 
do anything, I was so sick. Mm. And I think it was just full-on burnout. And it was, like, mentally as well, it was pretty rough. And then when I did go back to work, I was only at work for two weeks, and then it, it came back. Like, not as hard as it did the first time, but it still all came back and put me off work for another couple of weeks. Um, and then... Yeah, I kind of went on this retreat with a local organisation and I was like, well, this could be my reality, you know. Like, I don't have to be in full-time mahi to, for someone else. As like, I don't know, I just, I think I used that job as a security blanket. And now, at this stage on the, what's the date today? What's the date today? 7th of March. On the 7th of March, I have less than three weeks of work left at that employer. <sighs> yeah. What does that even feel like? It's pretty incredible, to be honest. And I, I kind of mentioned it in um, the podcast we did with, with Gemma um, called Take Your Meds. Take Your Meds. Gemma Rose. Check it out. Yep. Um, that this feels like the first time that I'm actually backing myself because I'm I'm leaving 40 hours a week for 16 hours a week in an organisation that I wholeheartedly want to support the kaupapa mm. through my, you know, gifting my skills and stuff and reciprocity for money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so working for this organisation um, and then... Figuring the rest out, like completing that grad program at uni. I've got two papers left. Um, and then developing my own business. Because I, like, I want to work for someone who is flexible, who it gives me autonomy. Working for myself, I can do both of those things. Mm-hmm. And this other organisation I'm working with gives me both of those as well. And city income so I can pay my rent. Can I just ask, from when you were really sick mm. to to the decision of you going from 40 hours to 16 hours, what was that process like? Or were you already mulling the fact, like before even November, mm. you were already mulling the fact that how are you going to actually step into your own and back your own? It's always kind of been a thought in the back of my mind. Mm. But I don't think I was ready. And then when I was ill I was like well I didn't think the job was making me ill I thought it was my my succumbing to my circumstances oh wow and just like letting life happen to me rather than taking action mm. and I just I don't obviously my body just couldn't do it anymore and even now like I still have a, a few like I, my energy levels are still quite low, um, and I get tired quite easily still, from like as remnants from that illness. Um, and it wasn't COVID, by the way. Hmm? Just put that out there. <laughs> Not COVID. Mm. Not COVID. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I'm I'm excited about life for the first time in a long time. Oh wow! Oh yep. I'll give you some clicks for that. That's mm. that's fucking buzz. Yeah. What's happening on your side? A lot. And at the same time, 
like I'm just observing it happen in a way. Mm. I know it sounds pretty like <laughs> counselly or anything like that, but I'm trying my hardest to observe that mm. because I feel like if I absorb it, it'll be a different story. And I think in a way, my body's kind of telling me that I need to look after myself a lot more. Mm. And I'm well, I've, it's always been telling me, firstly, let me just check myself. It's always been telling me. I think I've just been roundabouting it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we go not and, listening. Yeah, basically. Facts. Mm. And to me, I feel like now more than ever, I need to maybe go through my own journey of actually allowing myself to listen. Mm-hmm. in a way that's uplifting my my body and my my autonomy in that i guess yeah because i think in, in a way i wasn't taught the best habits and at the same time i've absorbed a lot of my own habits so that's me taking accountability for my own choices mm-hmm. so yeah i guess to me um work-wise everything's been very educational <laughs> <laughs> is probably the nicest way I can say that. Mm. Um, only because I feel like I don't like to see. Or I think I, I don't like to see things as negative or positive. I just like to think of them as experiences. And if I look at it from that perspective, it's kind of like, okay, what am I? What can I learn? Yeah. And it's it's a it's it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But hundred percent. So much easier said than done because I feel like I've I've really been awake to the fact that my mind likes to take me to the negative space so quickly mm. like it's like you give me you give me black or white and i'm like oh why white why black and you know i'm like this oh okay if my mind likes to take me there automatically mm-hmm. kind of like going back to your um Fukaro in one of the episodes you said you know your first thought is the is the one that you shouldn't rely on mm, your, your conditioned second, thought yeah and your second thought is most likely the thought that's aligned with you and as mm-hmm. and your values and the person that you are. So for me, I'm really starting to realize the fact that my mind just takes me there free willingly that fast. Mm. And I'm like, okay, how do I rewind that? But or how do I work with that? This is probably a better, better understanding or better framing mm. for me is how do I work with the fact that my mind takes me there automatically? Mm-hmm. And where does a pause need to, to exist? I think being aware of it is pretty big. Mm. You know, like self-awareness, and we know, we all know you're self-aware as fuck. Um, sometimes to your detriment. Um, but often in this case, you know, being aware of it, I'd say is half the, is like half the solution. Mm. You're so right. Because I can see in spaces and places of my work, um, the new learnings that I've received from our community of intelligence being adding value. And then at the same time, I, I feel like different lessons come in in waves. And I love that I have, like, so I feel like that's one thing that's really changed is that my community of intelligence has broadened mm. outside of my own mm-hmm. community. So yeah. I think because you have the tenacity to actually explore your curiosity, which is something that I really, that's something that I really admire about you actually, is that you actually leaned into your curiosity and then brought the people in you know I feel like as much as I'd love to say that this was my original idea you know it's 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 very much I've been tapped in and we've tapped in other people and we've tapped in other people and tapped in other people and it's just kind of grown in its natural way like that but I feel like yeah the planting of the seed was you you the farmer yeah but I only ever wanted to do it with you oh 
And I I wouldn't have been comfortable to do this with anybody else. Why? Because I think like I can trust you hundred percent. Okay, ninety eight percent. Wait, the the, the backtrack and disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have given you that much credit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, validation. No. Two times in one minute? Oh, my God. 97.3%. <laughs> end, 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 we're ending there? 47. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, because I've, like, in this space, I think it's going to, like, I knew there was going to be vulnerable conversations. And I value that we have similarities in our upbringings but just in quite different contexts mm. and I think that offered a well-rounded opportunity for our guests to bounce off or connect with one or both of us yeah and I feel like I'd, I'd really stretch that to say that the space that we're able to create I think we've got a lot of feedback that the, the space that we create mm. because of you know, our lived experiences, but at the same time, our joint experiences and what yeah. we create for other people. Yeah. That's something that I've really, I'm starting, I'm slowly getting confidence around that. The mm-hmm. fact that, you know, there's a juice that we create for other people. And that's, that's something that I can, I'm, I'm slowly adjusting to that and slowly getting confidence in that. Mm-hmm. But I'm really, yeah, to, to back your korero before, I'm just, I'm more aware of the juice that we create with each other and allow, and invite other people into that. And that's not that's not even coming from an ego space. It's very much, I guess, us being aware to our natural talent, or that's something that our pumanoa. Because I feel like that's something that a lot of people have said, and I think it does back up our lived experiences. Because I think if I'm reflective of my own experience, I always wanted to be heard within my family. Mm. I always wanted to be heard mm-hmm. within my communities yeah, and not from a superficial, I hear you. It's like, no, I want to be heard, received and loved, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to just being like, I heard, yeah, I, I hear you, Joe. And yeah. because I want that, like in my, in my own self-reflections, I, I try to gift that. And mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my cousins actually was like, it's almost like you entertain that people are intelligent and like you, you really give people the time. And I'm mm. like, because everyone deserves it. Yeah, everyone is intelligent. Everyone comes with their own kitty of knowledge, right? And you can learn from everybody, like everyone. Mm. I yeah. think people just, I guess we we prioritize different Academia. learning. Yeah, different learning um, systems because we all are selfish and wanting to get somewhere because of the way we're conditioned. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a really blanket generalized state of statement as I say that. But from my lived experience, I felt like because I wanted to be heard, I'm gifting that. To, and I feel like there's remnants of that that I can see from your side with your own nuance of experience. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. What else has changed for you? I thought this like, of transition for me was going to be really stressful and it has had moments of stress but I think those are societal conditions of stress and like particularly financially mm. um, but like personally I'm got this weird like I really don't know how to explain it other than the sense of like calm and just 
like I'm making the right decision. By you? Yeah. Like I finally listened to myself for the first time in a long time. And I was more scared about staying in that full-time job than I was about being poor and partially employed. I mean, that's an awakening on its own. Yeah. I'm shitting my pants. But I'm (laughs) so excited about it. Yeah. It's pretty terrifying. Mm. Why why is that? Why is that? so excited for all of the possibilities that that are coming my way. Mm. Mm. I think I'm scared because I'm actively choosing to step outside of what's expected of someone who is successful. Or like, that's what we expect when we think of an adult who's working, is a 40-hour job a week. Mm. Mm. And I'm choosing not to do that anymore, and it's scary. Because I feel like people are going to judge me and I know that it's their judgment. It has nothing to do with me. But I'm still like, I'm going to have to start saying no to stuff because I just don't have the money. Mm. But that's not important to me. It's important to me to start building my own business so that in the future I have flexibility and autonomy to myself, Mm. not to somebody else. (laughs) And not continuously rely on that source of income because I feel like yeah, I think you might have actually pointed out the dangers of actually being too comfortable mm. and, and and too interreliant mm. on that cash flow because I feel like it creates this false sense of security and mm-hmm. it creates this false sense of autonomy that you've got that coming in all the time and everything's fine. And yeah. I'm like, no, you just found a bigger blanket. Mm. So, yeah, well, that's what I'm taking away. Is, do mm. you, is that yeah. what you're saying? And then. Right now, is even like particularly because you know we work in the education sector. There's no international students. Mm. There's people losing their jobs all the time in our in in this sector. Mm. And I mean, like I realized the other day that if I'm going to try and get back into this, this sector, if like you know whatever doesn't work out, I'm probably not going to get a job. Holy shit! Lean into it. I know. It's exciting. And you know how I was talking to you about yesterday around how randomly things just keep on coming into mm-hmm. your life. That's mm-hmm. just like you could call it a tohu, you could call it a, a gift or a sign or whatnot. But <laughs> I saw you at Tuihana's um, abundance conversation and I'm just like, oh, my God. What does abundance look like in that space? Mm. So I feel like you're, you're leaning into that. I think you, there's no one else that's doing it around you, so that's why it might seem unfamiliar, but I yeah. feel like you might be leading the pack before the pack actually starts doing the domino effect, which is probably not going to be successful for you right now in terms of Fakaru, but hopefully it could land somewhere else. Mm. Anyway, let's get away from that conversation. What? I'm done with that. <laughs> Move on. Yeah, the only thing that I feel like else that would have changed completely for me apart from being stretched in the in, like mm. in an intellectual capacity is just being rooted in the fact that I know who I am and where I come from and I'm just really wow. comfortable with that I'm going I guess in a way I'm I'm leaning on my 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 gifted name from my people so mm. to me I'm if if you can see that I've changed my name my Facebook and Instagram name to to Molusil, it's because I just want to acknowledge that you know I might have a different opinion on that, but mm-hmm. to me, that those names were gifted to me. Yeah, and I want to acknowledge the the people's the, like you know, my 
Singua, so it's it's kind of like my namesake. Mm. Or in Fiji, they call it Yadha. So it's, I just want to acknowledge the the people who gifted me my name, and at the same time, um, the people who who held that name and took journeys with that name. Mm. And to me, um, yeah, I've been really rooted in the fact that I know a little bit more about who I am and who, what I can do in this world, and at the same time, that I can tap into any one of my ancestors for just support. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's been the most it's been a really good safety net to just understand that I'm not scared of anything. Yeah. I never was at the beginning, but I guess for me, the conditioning is heavy to a point where I'm mm-hmm. trying to find out, Oh, maybe, maybe I can fit in the gay world. Maybe I can fit in the, in the, in the queer world. Maybe I can fit in the Pacifica world. Maybe I can fit in the Maori world. Maybe I can fit in the Kiwi world. So to me, mm-hmm. all of that assimilation was, or all of that wanting to be long, but mm-hmm. always felt like the outsider. Mm. that has gifted me a different worldview to a point where I'm like, okay, I actually know that where I am right now is exactly where I need to be. That that That's such a, yeah, I've never felt so strong about that. Because mm. usually I'm bouncing from the future to, to the past <laughs> and then you already called it before paralysis through analysis. Yeah. But I've never been comfortable in just acknowledging what's happening in the now and acknowledging whatever the space is. And I think a lot of our different speakers ignited that out of me or evoked that out of me, I should say. What can we do to support you to stay in that space? Ooh. I think, yeah, just reminding me my, my, by calling me Molusil, just mm-hmm. reminding me all the time. Because when you call my name, you call their name. So to me, I feel like Ooh. that's you're, that's what Shit. you're doing. You're reminding me constantly when you call me Molusil or Joseph or Toliani or Munisi. Like to me... All of those names were gifted to me. So I really see it as as that because I've done, like, please understand, there was another time where I didn't want to be called Molusil because someone mistaked me for Muesli. So that little thing didn't serve me for a long time, actually. Mm. I held that for up until this year. So from primary school up until this year, I held that, that story that I told myself mm. for a long time. How does it feel to let it go? So, so good. And at the same time, so scary because I painted a lot of stories around that mm. and self-sabotage. And mm. I told a lot of different people that story in different spaces and places mm-hmm. because it served me. So I don't, I'm not, I don't regret it. But mm. at the same time, I just acknowledge the fact that, you know, when you experience something like that or trauma like that, I guess another way of healing is to go and get the sheep who can mm. understand and follow you mm-hmm. in that in that space. And once you attract all of your sheep and you've got a community of sheep that understand that story, it kind of builds a concreted wall that makes it harder to dismantle. Yeah. Because you've already built a whole narrative around it. Yeah. And you've gifted a support system that supports the fact that now I want people to call me Joe instead of Molusil. And then now trying to dismantle that wall. I'm just still trying to heal from my own ego of being like, oh, fuck, I painted a whole lot of bullshit for myself. That's massive. Mm. So that's that's probably one of the one of the bigger journeys that I'm going on because it's just trying to help me understand that. And I think you just support me 100% just by just acknowledging that I exist. Like, I know that it's not, not a lot to you, but... Coming from a childhood and like from a 
the way I was raised and not being acknowledged just for just being in the room or anything like that. That's such a, I guess to me, that's why I make my, like in, in my woo way, I make an effort to make sure everyone in the in the room is at least acknowledged. Because mm. I'm like, fuck, I don't want that feeling for anyone else. Yeah. And it might come across as like me prying or anything like that, but I'm just like, I'm just really just saying hello. <laughs> mm. But yeah, thanks for that question. I feel like I didn't even think about how people could could keep on like supporting me in that way. So mm. that was a... So season two, no more jail. Bye. <laughs> Welcome, Malusil. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. And please, I invite people to fail through saying my name because you're inviting for me to converse with you. Can you give people a crash course on how to say it? Ma Lu Seu. So it's just, so in my language, ma'ala usa'e'u, which is basically saying like A, B, C, like just spelling my name out. But it's ma'lu'se'u. So it's it's my father's um, father's um, name. And he was, he was, he was a great um, figure within the churches, within the Tuvaluan community. So I feel like to me, it's, it's, I, it's just something that I really want to uplift and I just want to uplift my journey mm. in an authentic way as opposed to being like, I'm only Ratuman or mm. I'm half Ratuman, half Tuvalu. And I'm like, I'm full of both. You're full of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> and yeah, that's, 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 that's us. bring you now. down off your little high horse over there. <laughs> when am I not? <laughs> You're fine. Love you. Love you too. Anything else? Hmm. No, I, I, the only thing that I would say is I really have seen you grow. That's that's something that I'm really I want. I went up a pants size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I've, I've seen you grow just holistically. I think there's different times where you've been the one that's emotionally supportive, and then there's different times where I've seen you emotionally just break down and let loose. Mm. And that's something that I'm like. Phew. And then at the same time, just in different capacities, like I've, I loved working and still love working alongside you. Mm. I don't trust. I feel like for me, we've built that that that, that culture of trust where yeah. I'm like, meh, not in the mood. Or mm. meh, come on, we need to hustle this through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we come together to like hustle things through really well. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. But yeah, that's that's basically like, that's me. Yeah, I would agree. I think that we, like, just being honest with each other, just been like, man, I, I, I can't do it today. Is that okay? Cool. When then? Yeah. And then even asking each other, like, I know it's it's really simple, but I feel like you've asked me these differences where you've asked me what does support look like. Or these mm. different things where I'm like, do you need me to, to do this or this? Or how can I support? Yeah. Instead of just what we would usually do of just being like, I'll support you through this. And it's like, yeah. that's completely pointless to me. Yeah. Support through the way that we expect it rather than the way that you need it. Mm. Mm. That's, a, that's a whole ma- massive, like, fuck you conversation by <laughs> on its own. Yeah. But yes, that's us. All right. We've got two more of these for you, so stay tuned. Next one is what we've learned from our guests. 
And then number three is where to next? Where to next? The next dimension. Fuck you, bitch. 